Let us pray. So, Father, we pray that the light of Jesus would indeed shine through us as your people and that your light would infuse the entire earth. And even now, Father, we pray that you would speak to us from your word. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning. You may be seated. Again, a warm welcome to everyone who um, participated in VBS this week. And if this is your first time at All Saints Church, we especially want to welcome you today. It's been a rather exciting and busy week around here. Amen. And all of you have, can see the, all of the hard work and the wonderful um, thematic decorations that um, were done by Tara Peterson and our VBS team this week. Can we express appreciation to everyone? If you volunteered or served in VBS this weekend anyway, I want to ask you to stand so we can recognize you. Please, all of you. Thank you all so much. Um, it truly was and is a team effort, and so thanks to all of you. And um, if you do not, if you're here this morning and you aren't active in a church home, we invite you here. We'd love to get to know you and see how we can serve you. And I'll have more to say about that at the announcements this morning. It's also great to have our children in the service today. Amen. Yes. Yay. Normally our children are out for the first half of the service doing children's church and then come in um, to for communion with their families. I'm in light of having the kids in here. I've adapted my sermon a little bit today um, in light of this reality. Yes, um, but not too much. But during this wonderful week of monumental VBS, the Bible teachings have focused on the Old Testament hero, Joseph. Not Joseph, the adoptive father of Jesus, but Joseph, the patriarch in the Old Testament. You've all learned, our children have learned this week, that even though Joseph made mistakes as a young man, and even though he lived in the midst of a very dysfunctional family and lived through a family feud, God still loved Joseph and still loved all of Joseph's brothers. This reminds us what the kids learned this week, that God loves us no matter what. Absolutely. We're going to have a few more of those coming. You also learned how God is everywhere. Very good. And even when Joseph was wrongly thrown into prison after being accused of doing something bad that he did not do, God was still with him. Even in the midst of incredible sadness and distress, God's word in the book of Joshua reminds us, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You guys also learned this week that God is surprising. In other words, as we trust in God, he will do things so great and awesome that we could have never imagined it. You know, I was talking to a long, long long-term friend of mine this week on the phone. We hadn't talked in about two years. He actually called, was going, he lives up in Maryland, was going on a missions trip to South Carolina and had called and left a message on the office phone while I was on vacation. He was going to stop and visit on the way back, but I got back from vacation. He was back from his mission trip, so that didn't work out. But I gave him a call just to catch up. 
And this man worked for many years as the facilities manager for a Christian camp up in Maryland. Wonderful, wonderful man of God. Never made a lot of money. And the house that he and his wife and family lived in belonged to the camp. So when he retired, they had a nest egg, but they had to buy a house. So they bought a modest rancher, and he is very gifted, so he built an addition on the back of it. Uh, But he was sharing with me what God had done through all of that, because this is about eight or nine years ago that he retired, and he had shared with me how, um, you know, when they went to buy the house, there were a couple things on the home inspection that failed, and so the bank that they were working with wouldn't give him financing, and his realtor talked with him about a Christian man that they both knew, And this man actually held the mortgage for them, blessed them by holding the mortgage so that then my friend could do the work on the house once they purchased the house and lived there. Well, last year with interest rates going as low as they have, he, my friend decided to refinance. I know that's a big word for you kids. It means he's going to get his money cheaper from somebody else. And so went through the whole process and was ready to... um, execute that with the bank. So he called the man that held the mortgage and said, just want to let you know, I'm going to pay the mortgage off. We're going to refinance at a lower interest rate. And the man said to him, well, he said, you know, I had it written in my will that when I died, um, whatever debt was left on your mortgage would be forgiven. He said, but I'd enjoy living to see that. So as of today, you owe nothing. Yeah. Thanks be to God. God did something that was incredibly surprising in my friend's life and, and blessed him for his obedience and really years of really great sacrifice in service to the Lord. But the most important thing you guys learned this week that you were taught from God's word, the Bible, is that God is stronger than anything. The greatest, the supreme proof of this is that Jesus died and came back to life. Think about it. Think about what was done to Jesus. He was nailed to the cross. Think of all that he suffered, all the suffering that his disciples saw Jesus go through. And he was in the tomb three days. And yet God is stronger than anything. Yeah, you can say it again. God is stronger even than death. And God raised Jesus from the grave. Thanks be to God. In our New Testament reading from the book of Hebrews today, we read about other Old Testament heroes of the faith. And we learn how God was used, was with, excuse me, how God was with them and how God loved them too, no matter what. That God was with them everywhere they went even when they were in really tough situations. And God had big surprises that he worked in each of their lives. We read about Abel, whom God called righteous. We are giving the example of Enoch in the book of Genesis. Genesis 5.22 tells us that Enoch walked with God. What a way to be remembered for all time and eternity in God's word, that Enoch walked with God. We read of Noah, who trusted God and built an ark, even as he was mocked by his neighbors. Remember the step of obedience that this was for Noah. This book of Genesis, the scriptures tell us that it had never rained on the earth up to this time. So the idea of there being a flood and rain was foreign. And it was a huge step of faith and obedience on the part of Noah. And then we read of Abraham. 
And that's where I want to spend a few minutes focusing this morning. Because our Old Testament reading today from Genesis 15 teaches us about Abraham even before God changed his name to Abraham. In Genesis 15, he was still known as Abram. And if we back up a little bit in Genesis to chapter 12, we see that God spoke to Abram and God called him. Genesis 12, 1 through 2 tells us this. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. That was God's call to Abram. The fourth verse of Genesis 12 tells us this. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. Abram went as the Lord had told him. Genesis 15 also teaches us about God's promise to Abraham that he would have an heir. His own son with his wife Sarah. There is so much that God's word teaches us through Abraham's example. And we're just skipping along the mountaintops, the, the peaks of the surface today, the tips of the waves, if you will. But there are two key events from Abraham's life that are in focus here. First, God's call for him to go to a new, God first, our focus is God's call for him to go to a new land, somewhere that he had never been before, a place that he knew nothing about. Hebrews 11.8, our New Testament reading this morning, tells us a little bit more about that. We read, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. That's how much God, Abraham, excuse me, trusted God. Second, even when he and Sarah were still without children, God told him not only that he would have a son, a legitimate heir, God also told him that he would have a great multitude of descendants through his son. Genesis 15, 5. And he brought him outside and said, look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Hebrews 11, verse 12 affirms the same thing. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable grains of the sand by the seashore. You know, not many people are remembered for very long after we die. Those of you that don't know me, I worked for a number of years as a hospital chaplain. And one of my chaplain peers said one time, you know, it's a very humbling thing to think that 100 years from now, there will be nobody alive who ever knew me. People are often forgotten. People that are remembered are often remembered for not so good things. And think about this. Who else from Abraham's day is remembered in this day? Not many people. I mean, considering that Abraham was a nomadic tribesman, he, he lived out in the country with his flocks, the tribal kings, the regional kings. How many of them do we know their names? How many of them do we know anything about at this point in time? People are, not many people are remembered for very long. Why is it that Abraham is remembered in God's word for all time and eternity? When multitudes of other people in his day are long forgotten, even the earthly big shots, if you will. Why is it that Abraham was used in such a wonderful and powerful way by God? It is because when God spoke to Abraham, 
When God promised Abraham things that seemed impossible, and when God called Abraham to go, even to a place where he didn't know where he was going, Abraham trusted God. Abraham trusted God. Abraham had faith in God and believed that God was all-powerful and that God would do exactly what he promised that he would do. The Bible calls that faith. Faith, in the most simple sense, is taking God at his word, trusting that he can and will do what he has promised. God will do what he says that he will do. That's what Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 tells us. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Abraham, the other heroes of the Old Testament named in Hebrews 11. Joseph, whom all of you kids learned about this week. They all had faith. They all took God at his word. They trusted God and his promises, even when there was nothing around them to help them understand how God was going to do what he said that he would do. And while they were living in that moment in the present, they trusted God with their futures. And because of what God had promised, they were able to step out and move into an unseen future with courage and assurance. Abraham and these other heroes are all monumental examples for us. But how, how did all this happen? What was the key? Well, to start with, each of them had a direct personal encounter with God, resulted in intimate fellowship in ongoing living relationship with God. And from this intimate place of fellowship with God, because they knew God's heart, they were learning to know God's character. From this place of fellowship, they were able to take God at his word. Back to the example of Enoch. Enoch walked with God. By faith, trusting God, Abraham obeyed Hebrews 11.8. In the fourth chapter of the book of Romans, St. Paul gives us even more insight into how and why God used Abraham. Hear this. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he, meaning Abraham, grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words that was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. God gives you and me, he gives us these great examples of people who walked with him, who trusted him, who he greatly used. Now, they were not perfect, actually far from it. If you look at the record of Scripture, they made a lot of mistakes. But they believed God's promise. And they walked in intimate living fellowship with him. And that raises the question for us today. 
this day? How is God calling you to trust him? How is God calling me to trust him even more? Raises the question, are you and I living in, and walking in a true relationship with God? Relationship. That is where it all begins. Like the heroes that we've talked about today, like Abraham who obeyed God and went to a place where he didn't even know what he, where he was going, it begins with surrender to God, trusting him. Back to Romans 4, what St. Paul wrote about Abraham again. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness, because he trust, he put his whole trust in God. Continuing with what St. Paul says, though, but the words that was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. It will be counted to us as righteousness. It will be counted to us to come into living relationship with God as we trust in him who raised from the dead our Lord Jesus. You see, God's promises begin and have their fulfillment in Jesus Christ who lived a sinless life, who died bearing our sin and who was raised from the dead so that we could have forgiveness and eternal life. That's where all the promises made to Abraham and the heroes of old find their ultimate fulfillment in Jesus. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead, our Lord Jesus. It begins by trusting in God and his promise that Jesus was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. How is God calling you and me to trust him today? Maybe for the first time, maybe afresh. And as you look to God and seek to place your trust in him, what are God's promises for you? Do you know that you can, that we can walk in intimate fellowship with God through Jesus? We can. We can have a living relationship with God. As we put our trust in God through Jesus, what are God's promises to us? Forgiveness of sins. Eternal life that begins right here, right now. Healing helping us to work through all our stuff and our mess in a way that we can never figure out or take care of on our own, but by God's grace and God's power and the goodness of God working in us. That's what God offers every single one of us and so much more as we look to him and we trust him through Jesus, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. All of God's promises find their fulfillment in Jesus. And today, God's promise to you and to me is that if we trust him, we place our trust in Jesus. He will indeed bring these promises to bear as a reality in our lives. And he welcomes us. He invites us to enter in and to walk in intimate fellowship with him. Let us pray.
Heavenly Father, how grateful we are for your love for us, for your love for the heroes of old. And Lord, for your grace, your unmerited favor that looks beyond our fallenness and makes a way for us to truly know and walk in intimate fellowship with you. So Lord, today for each of us here, may we trust you more fully. And for those who may not have ever fully placed their trust in you, who've never been at the place, or even maybe had the opportunity to trust you in, in all of your promises, I pray today would be the day of a new beginning of new life in Jesus. And that, Lord, for all of us together, you would renew us and strengthen us and fill us with faith and hope as we look to you, our great, good, and awesome God. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.